So how many of you, this is first time to worship with me? All right, half of you, again. All right. <laughs> Which is awesome. So I just want to let you know, I always open my message with very specific phrase, so it's pretty easy to follow. All right, you can, so you can follow it. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. We are also good. Good, all right. This time... 70% of you follow this, so which is awesome. So, <laughs> morning. My name is Chan Choi, serving Urban Village Church South Loop. And welcome all of you in the name of Jesus Christ, who is love. As you know, we are exploring various faith themes through the musicals and sacred story in the scripture. And during sermon series of Faith on Stage. Last week, we shared how powerful music and story are to recall our memories and to retell the stories. So, here is another music to help you recalling your story. Could you play? There are many beautiful and popular songs for the Lion King, but for me, this is a song that brings me back to my age 12, when I listened to the whole CD of Lion King 24-7. Listen this music. When you think about the Lion King, it doesn't matter what kind of version you watch it and you sing. It could be a movie from Walt Disney Pictures or a musical. What kind of scene and story and song, do you recall? Just think about it. My favorite song is Hakuna Matata. How many of you? Do you remember this song? Its rhythm and lyrics are so fun and funky, but I fell in love with the meaning and spirit of Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata! It means no worries. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. True. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no peasant craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata? Yeah, it's our motto. What's the motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? <laughs> you know, kid, these two words will solve all your problems. That's right. So Hakuna Matata is a Swahili language phrase meaning no trouble or no problems. So here is an example how 12 years old Chan used this phrase. When I forget to bring my lunchbox to school, I did say to myself, Hakuna Matata. Chan, you can have a big dinner at home. When my mom worried about my failing grade as English class, I did say to my mom, Hakuna Matata, mom. This is the only class that I fail. Which wasn't the best way to respond to mom, so anyway. 
I used to use this phrase to ignore the reality. Some are tough and hard to accept at the time, rather than gaining more positive energy to break through it. Sometimes, I'm still tempted to say hakuna matata. When I face a difficult situation or overwhelmed by a heavy responsibility. How about you? There are many different occasions that we take more responsibilities and begin or keep making commitments in our lives. Even though we all have different kinds of experience to take more responsibilities, the first day of school or work would be the common experience for everyone. So let me borrow the Pastor Christian's story. So this morning I asked the permission to share this story to Caroline. This is her story. I'm sure after uh, Christian just serving another church, you may feel like, all right, there's no more my story <laughs> during the worship. But I know I'm a pastor's kid, your feelings, but here is your story. So Caroline, she is going to begin her college life at Michigan State University from this coming forward, right? Congratulations. Why don't we give her a big hand? So Christian went to her college orientation and there was a separate presentation for the student's family about the challenges of, of transitioning from high school to college. At the presentation, the presenter showed them screenshots of six different texts the parents will receive during the school year. Let's check it. <laughs> That's true, right? All right, next. All right, just recall your first day at school. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> and one more. So how many of you sent one of these texts to your parents or friends? For me, five out of six were mine. All of you who are going to begin a new journey at new school, at work, and real relationship, under the pressure or heavy responsibility, all are in my prayers. And may God will guide you and give you a strength to walk through it. We may feel overwhelmed and depressed by different kinds of responsibilities in our lives. In general, our first response would be saying, I'm not ready yet. We can find the same response from the Lion King and story of Eliza and Elisha. So for your information, here is a plot of the Lion King that I found from Broadway.com. The Lion King is a story of a young lion prince living in the flourishing African pride land. Born into the royal family, precious cub Simba spent his days exploring the sprawling savanna grasslands and idolizing his father, Mufasa. <coughs> while usefully shirking the responsibilities his positions in life requires. When an unthinkable tragedy, orchestrated by Simba's wicked uncle Scar, takes his father's life, 
Simba flees the pride land and leaving his loss and the life he knew behind. And then finally he met two hilarious and unlikely friends. And he found out that Hakuna Matata, Hakuna Matata helped him to survive. But when weight of responsibility and a desperate plea from the now revised Pride Lands come to find the adult prince, Simba must take a formidable enemy and fulfill his destiny to be kings. If you want to watch it again, the new version of Lion King movie was released last week, so you can watch it. As I mentioned, my favorite song and scene was about Hakuna Matata. However, while I was preparing this message, I was able to find another important and critical scene from Lion King that we need to think about. So let's watch the clip. Isn't this a great place? It is beautiful. But I don't understand something. You've been alive all this time. Why didn't you come back to Pride Rock? Well, I just needed to get out on my own. Live my own life. And I did. And it's great. We've really needed you at home. No one needs me. Yes, we do. You're the king. No, we've been through this. I'm not the king. Scar is. Simba, he let the hyenas take over the Pride Lands. What? Everything's destroyed. There's no food, no water. Simba, if you don't do something soon, everyone will starve. I can't go back. Why? You wouldn't understand. What wouldn't I understand? No, no, no. It doesn't matter. Hakuna Matata. What? Hakuna Matata. It's something I learned out here. Look, sometimes bad things happen. Simba. And there's nothing you can do about it. So why worry? Because it's your responsibility. Well, what about you? You left? I left to find help. And I found you. Don't you understand? You're our only hope. Sorry. What's happened to you? You're not the Simba I remember. You're right. I'm not. Now are you satisfied? No. Just disappointed. You know, you're starting to sound like my father. Good. At least one of us does. Listen, you think you can just show up and tell me how to live my life? You don't even know what I've been through. I would if you just tell me. Forget it. Fine. This is a scene that Simba is confronted by his childhood friend, Nala, with a challenge and plea to come back to the prior land and recover his farm. Simba has to decide whether or not to follow his father's footsteps, leading as a king and take his homeland back from his evil uncle Scar. What would be his response, right? He would say, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet to leave this place where I found an inner peace finally. I'm not ready yet to come back to my homeland. I'm not ready yet to fight against my uncle Scar. I'm not ready yet to take this responsibility. Are you familiar with this story? When was your last time to say that I'm not ready yet? When you were asked to take more responsibility in your life. We can find the same story from the scriptures. This is a story of transitions 
from Elijah the prophet to his disciple Elisha. Since Elisha became Elijah's disciple by following his call, Elisha has been seen and learned right next to him how this prophet Elijah is great. He might have been excited to learn from his this great mentor and being with together with him. And then today's passage begins with this description. Let's read together. One, two, three. How kind it is. There is a pre-notification about Elijah's leaving. God will take him up to heaven. Hey, Elisha, it's your turn. Be ready to take over his positions. Of course, all the responsibilities too. Everyone would come to you getting an answer of their problem. You will be asked to fight against the evil, their enemy at the front. People may expect you to show the miracles like Eliza did. It will happen anytime. Are you ready? Let me invite you to put yourself in Elisha's position who need to take all the responsibilities without his mentor. What will be your Response. I'm not ready yet, Gary. Perfect. That's true. That's the reason why Elisha say, As the Lord leaves and as you yourself leave, I will not leave you when he was asked to stay. Can you hear his small voice after that? Because I'm not ready yet. Can you hear his small voice? When he... When the company of prophets mentioned that, Elisha, do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? Then he responds to them, yes, I know, keep silent. And then there was another small voice, because I'm not ready yet. The same set of questions and challenges has been repeated three times. Every time when he was asked to stay from his mentor, Elisha would be disappointed. Teacher, I want to be with you. Why you ask me to stay here? Every time when the company of prophets confirmed the great prophet will be leaving, Elisha would be getting nervous. Then here is a climax that Elisha reminded himself that he is not ready to take Eliza's position. Next slide. Let's read together. One, two, three. And then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. I don't think Elisha was taught how to work miracles by his mentor. Elisha would take himself, would talk himself, see, I'm not ready yet. I cannot make this kind of miracle. I'm not ready yet. There was no special session of teaching for him before Elisha's leaving. Why they were walking and talking? Suddenly, a chariot and horses of fire came between them and 
Elijah went up in the whirlwind into heaven. That thing just happened like this. Even if it was expected, there was a deep sorrow and frustration after losing his mentor, master, the great prophet. Next slide. Let's read together. One, two, three. Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and his horsemen. Elisha ran his clothes, and it was a sign of mourning. Since he wasn't ready yet to take these responsibilities as a successor of Eliza, who was a great prophet, he could have dropped into the ground and kept crying out all day with a hope for seeing his mentor again. Or he could just run away from this place, from all the responsibilities, by returning to his home. However, he didn't do that. Let's read what Elisha chose to do. Let's read together. One, two, three. Can you see Elisha, who is still sobbing, while he picked up the mantle of Elisha, which is the only thing his mantle left? He doesn't know what to do. Can you see Elisha, who retraces the path that he walked with his mentor with a deep sigh? He doesn't know where he is heading and where God will guide him to go. And he reaches to the bank of the Jordan where he just crossed with his mentor. Where his master showed another miracle. Where he found that he is not ready to take all the responsibilities. He just breaks down and cries out again. Where is the Lord? The God of Eliza. Not God of Elisha. God of Elisha. He still wasn't sure about his authority as a prophet, as a successor of Eliza. That's the reason why he looked for the God of Elijah. What a weak and frail figure he is. However, there is one thing, one thing makes him to be another great prophet later. He picked up the mantle of Eliza. He, we may focus on the wrong place, the mantle of Eliza itself, since it looked like it has a miraculous power to part the water in verse 14. However, we need to focus on his action of picking up the mantle rather than the miracle itself. 
It is an action to inherit the legacy of Eliza. And it is also an action to take all the responsibilities as a prophet. He still doesn't know what to do, where he is heading, but he chose to take the responsibility by picking up the mantle of Eliza. Even though he was questioning his own authority, we could see the same miracle happen through him. If we misread today's passage, we may look for the mantle of Eliza for being ready for the new journey and challenge. However, we need to remember the power and authority will be given when we take the responsibility and begin making a commitment in our life. Elisha wasn't sure about himself, but God was sure about him and his gifts. Let me read the last part of today's passage one more time. He picked up the mantle of Eliza. When he had struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and to the other, and Elisha went over. Let's go back to the story of Lion King. When he was asked to take the responsibility as a king and return to the pride land, Simba couldn't find any qualification as a king from himself. And that's the reason why he hesitated to take the responsibilities by answering Nala's plea. At that scene, I really wanted to ask him to see the mirror and find a fully grown up lion who is a king of the pride land, who inherit the image of king, his father Mufasa. If you are still hesitating to take any kind of responsibility in your life, I'd like to encourage you to look at the mirror and find the one who is a loving child of God, who is beautifully created by the, by the image of God, who can take a responsibility now. Loving urban village South Loop people, it's time to pick up the mantle. It's time to take a responsibility. It's time to make and begin to make our commitments in our lives. Then you can find your gifts and talents that were hidden while you were saying, I'm not ready yet. This morning, I was so glad to see Denise and Lori here at the, this presentation and AV system place. <laughs> I asked them, oh, right, have you done this before? No, that's their first time to do it. <laughs> I'm sure that they've never, ever said, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> you guys are brave enough. That's awesome. And how about Jamie? This is your second time, right? Wow, great job. So after worship today, I'm going to reach out to you, gonna, and I'm going to ask you, all right, can you do a little just next week kind of thing? Then what are you going to say? <laughs> all right, let me restart my message from the beginning. All right, you... You didn't get it. <laughs> Hakuna Matata will be fine. If you need more time and space to be relaxed, 
and to find your own inner peace. Hakuna Matata will be fine. But definitely someday you need to pick up the mantle. You need to take the responsibility. Amen? Amen. So, please do not run away right after church. <laughs> I just want to simply say hello to you. And if the Holy Spirit guided me or not to me, I may ask you to do and take another responsibility. But again, it's time to pick up the mantle. It's time to take a responsibility. Now you are ready. Pick up the mantle, cross the parted water, and begin the new journey in your life. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we are so thankful for having this opportunity to think about taking a responsibility. When we look back ourselves, it makes us weary to take a responsibility. We don't have enough experience. We don't have enough skill and knowledge. We don't have enough authority and power. So we cry out to you, where are you, Lord? Then please help us to remember you are always with us. And you are ready to give us a courage and strength for taking this responsibility. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.